Hello. Hello, Rich. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. How are you? Oh, it's uh, it's all right. There is a some sort of carnival of, of, a, of a low caliber sort going on right. uh, in the local park. So you might get the occasional uh, noises of a, a Bangra band or a hot dog machine or something. Okay, it'll be fine, uh, I'm sure. But it will be fine. Yeah. Uh, just to let you know, technically we are live, but That's nobody's okay. listening. So don't. I haven't told anyone we're doing this or anything like that. Yeah. So there, yeah. there's no one there. Okay, not not even you. This is just all in my head. That's that would be a shame <laughs> if, if your <laughs> fantasies were talking to me. <laughs> oh dear. But I was uh, blown away recently by your uh, your little interaction on on the phone with the gentleman who. Uh, you wanted to give all that money to that was something rather special wasn't it several of my friends agreed (laughs) yeah i i i quite enjoyed that myself (laughs) yeah that was uh that was that was that was good i I just really appreciate it when sometimes these things just fall in your lap well exactly you think you've reached the limits of of human possibility (laughs) then something like that happens exactly uh, but yeah, so uh, I, I don't know where you want to start or what you want to cover at this point. So do you want, do you want to have a bit of a? Well, we do can... you just want to follow your nose, or have you got some sort of? A, you know, I'm I'm just going to follow my nose. Okay, is, is generally the plan. I know we want to talk yeah. about the uh, Kickstarter project, yeah. so that's that's a given. Um, yeah. But we can we can pretty much talk about anything you like at all because I can fit this in anywhere really okay i mean if we if we if you want to talk about films and getting stuff made and writing and that sort of kind well, of thing in a, general yeah because i mean just 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 to keep you up to speed i'm, I'm in a kind of things i'm <laughs> i'm in an interesting position at the moment of being absolutely skint but very happy right doing things that i love uh with a view to it changing to being less skint and and almost as happy if things work out, which is which is kind of quite marvellous. So out there in the world, about to launch in in about a, maybe a month or so, I've got something called Making Sparks, which is a supernatural thriller serial, right. which you can see a trailer of if you want to check that out at makingsparks.tv, and that's going to launch as a free app. In, in just a few weeks, we're getting some post finished, and we've had to work out how best to launch it and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. Uh, so you've got that as one. So that's seven five-minute episodes, and it stars um, an actor, uh, Merv Lukeba, uh who was in Skins. Uh, so we've got that kind of coming up in a while. We've got White Lily, which you know about, which we're doing the Kickstarter for. Uh, I've written six hours of fantasy drama. Uh, using under the title uh, Dragon Run Saga, right? which is, uh, again, going to be an app. And uh, what else is going on? And I'm working with an Emmy-nominated American filmmaker on some more science fiction stuff, uh, a couple of short films, one of which we kind of intend to be the pilot for a sort of potential TV series uh, or, or online series, the other of which um, we're putting in for a competition where... Six short films get funded, and one of them gets made into a, a feature film. 
And I've also got a Canadian director in post on another short film, uh, which is like mainstream kind of non-genre stuff. Um, and I've written a feature film this year as well. How have um, you slept at any point? Well, I have. I have. My <laughs> God, man. <laughs> it has, well, yeah, this is, it's not, it's not kind of all been this year. This, yeah, the, right. you know, like Making Sparks I wrote last year, for instance, and we filmed in November, and it's just been an ungodly amount of ball ache doing some of the post for reasons that don't especially matter. Um, but, yeah, the, the basic picture is I'm, I'm kind of, I've got a bunch of stuff out there that I'm really, really happy with, working with some fantastic people, not least Tristan, and... Um, the, yeah, the yeah, the, the kind of the plan, if you wish, is to is to kind of because yeah, what what I've realised is above anything else, I like writing kind of genre stuff that's got an element of the fantastic about it. Yeah, because I think there's so much potential to do things in in writing terms with that. Um, so yeah, so anyway, so that's the kind of yeah. If you wanted to head anywhere in particular, I thought uh, yeah, that, that's a, if you like a map of, of where things are. Wow. Well. Straight away, I'm quite intrigued to ask how how have you it, it, releasing uh, video content as an app? Yeah. Is is this the first time you've done it, or have you had a go it's at it not before? It's the first time I've done it. What we've got is actually the world's first uh, app delivered genre drama serial. Wow! Uh, there is right. a, there is a there is a precedent in the form of a soap made by the same people, uh, and th- those people are called App Media, and the soap is called Persona. And that's on something like season seven or eight at this point. And that's kind of a daily soap opera uh, with kind of just, I don't know, like two minute installments. And so that was kind of the, if you like, the proof of concept, as they call it, uh, to sort of see if that model worked in in kind of both practically speaking and as a business model. And having demonstrated that it is viable, App Media uh, wanted to do other stuff. And at that point, uh, one of the directors who was working with them um, kind of took the ball by the horns, and he'd kind of got an idea, uh, or he'd got the he'd got the bones of an idea anyway, which I kind of put flesh on. Uh, his name is Jack Delaney, and he's a, a talented young director from Nottingham, uh, but he's working in London mostly. Right. And uh, between us, uh, we we kind of developed this concept, which is, as I say, it's a supernatural thriller serial about uh, a soldier who returns from afghanistan and somewhat somewhat traumatized by that and then discovers that well and then then he and his girlfriend uh are drawn into a a kind of an occult world which he had no idea existed which neither of them had any suspicion of and which somehow connects with his family past and his uh and one of the things that really, really appealed to me with that was uh, Merv Lukaber, the actor. He's originally from the Congo, and he got some really, really good response uh, from uh, audiences and critics for the work he was doing on Skins. And I, you know, he was really getting dissatisfied, as you would be, with just getting offered generic roles as you know, young black thug number one yeah. and stuff like this. Yeah. So something that I'm very proud that we've achieved there is to write a piece which is not only a a kind of good role for you know an actor full stop but it's it specifically kind of addresses um is is you know is is ethnicity uh yeah that is kind of part of the story uh in a 
in a way that's um, yeah, I'm, I'm proud of, and uh, and, I, and I think that's important. Uh, because, well, yeah, we are living in a world where at the moment British actors are going over to America because they aren't getting roles in British films and TV. Of course. I, I know a few that have done that. Exactly, yeah. I'm I'm quite intrigued by this idea of app release content, I must admit. Um, well, if you think about it as a business model, what it basically offers is, uh, because it's an app, you, you'll, you may be aware of this, uh, as, as an app, it offers a lot more of a footprint of who your audience is than YouTube does, for instance. Of yeah? course. And because of that, that helps you commercially because you're then able to find out exactly who your audience are, which, and that sort of data is incredibly useful on a commercial level for potential sponsors and advertisers. Mm. It, so that's, that's essentially the equation. It just strikes me that uh, it's, it's not a million miles from podcasting. From a technical no. standpoint, from a no, technical no, no, standpoint, it's yeah. it's probably almost identical, yeah. and yet the difference is is that from the outset, I'm assuming is there is there any sort of charge for this? No, it's actually certainly at this point, uh, the, the the stuff that App, App Media are offering is available free, because again, once okay, and again, you're probably aware of this, but let's let's just yeah, not everyone listening might maybe essentially if you put an app out there. If you charge for it, you'll get a certain audience. If you make it available for free, you multiply that audience by 10. Of course. Now, yes. what that means is essentially, given that you kind of know your audience profile for reasons we've described, mm. you can then say, well, let's just say you've got you know, 3,000 people initially who are, who are in that audience. Well, you, you, you can make that into 30,000 and know who they are. And potentially 30,000 people is of value to you know, a particular niche market or, you know, and so forth. It's a good idea. I really like it. And the the drama series itself sounds very interesting indeed. Yeah, well, if you, if you, you know, pop over to makingsparks.tv, you'll see a trailer. And uh, within the next few weeks, I'll keep you posted, uh, Rich. Uh, it will uh, it will be launched properly. And I'm very, very proud of it. It's a, it's a heck of a piece of work. Excellent. So let's let's talk about White Lily then. Let, mm-hmm. Let's get on to that. So I'm I must admit I don't know as much about this project as I could. So please feel free to say okay. anything White you like Lily about it. Is uh, White Lily is a short film about love, memory, and comets. And I don't want to say masses about it because because it is a short film. It's right. like yeah, by the time it's it's been and gone, eight minutes will have passed. Yeah. So yeah, no spoilers really, except to say that it's about uh, uh, two people are on board a spaceship, a man and a woman, uh, played by Sidi uh, Legruta and David McCaffrey, both of whom I worked with on. Uh, making sparks and Dave I worked with prior to that on a theatre project and they uh, yeah I'm not going to say a great deal more than that except it kind of it, it kind of nods back to the sort of tradition um, that, that you can kind of see in say you know Dark Star Silent Running yeah. Moon it's kind of a nod in that direction to some extent where what we're looking at is kind of evocative atmospheric intelligent science fiction rather than the other sort which i which i love equally by the way and in different ways of of kind of brash action-packed science fiction 
fair enough. And it's it's Tristan directing it as well, isn't it? Tristan is directing, and I am incredibly looking forward to what happens there because uh, I think Tristan has got an astonishing sense of visual storytelling. And if you look at our Kickstarter page for White Lily, you will see uh, his short film, um, The Policeman. I love that one. It's <laughs> simply beautiful. And we've got, yeah, we've got Tristan, and we're also working with the same DP, Alistair Little, who may even be using 35 mil for this project. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So this, and the Kickstarter page is kickstarter.com slash project slash white lily. Uh, yes. That's and it. I think um, yeah. it might be white hyphen lily after that as well. It is. Sorry. So kickstarter.com slash project slash white lily slash white dash lily i just did that's a google search for kickstarter white lily and it was yeah the the, the, I think it was just, and a friend of mine calls it light willy <laughs> fair enough that's, so that's not, not a bad idea <laughs> yeah um how's it going so far um 488 pounds pledged to there's two 4, answers 000. to that question one is the the there's there's this kind of where we've got so far is we've got an amazing team of people uh, together for this. I could not be happier with, you know, the team of people we've got here for this. Um, it is it is quite special, and I'm really really looking forward to to making this this film with them. So that's kind of one answer. Then the other answer is, what is it like to run a Kickstarter? That is yes. <laughs> And I'm feeling approximately like, you know, there, there came a point in 1938 where, where Hitler was going, oh, fucking polls. <laughs> I'm going to do something. And then, and then you kind of have to get the maps out and you know, kind of you know, position your, your little sort of toy soldiers on the map. And you've got to have some big kind of whiteboards up or whatever they had in the 1930s as whiteboards. And, and you know, start to draw arrows on them. Uh, and I don't think I don't think Hitler had uh, social media available uh, to him uh, in in the 1930s. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of what we're faced with. That you know, there is that it's that distinction between hey, let's run a Kickstarter. People can raise money through Kickstarter, and the enormous reality of what you're then involved with, which is kind of getting the word out to as many people as we can and their friends and their friends and their friends and coming to speak to people like you yeah. and going to be chatting to some lovely people uh, in uh, in America in uh, later in the month as well. Um, and it just grows and you can't quite shape what happens. So, for instance... We're you know we're based in Nottingham, Tristan and myself, and there's there's a bit of civic pride in in the place as there should be because there's a lot of good things happening in here. And as a kind of flippant remark, which you can see in the the pitch video that I do, which is the first one on the page, I I kind of draw comparisons between Bullwell, which is the area where Tristan lives, and Roswell, <laughs> and. This has become a bit of a meme without me intending it to be so. It was just a flippant remark, basically. And there's a there's a fantastic uh, local arts magazine called Left Lion, which is a really good quality like local uh, arts magazine uh, in a, in, a, in the form of a sort of tabloid newspaper. 
And they have pick, kind of picked up on this and run it, run with it. So we've got this whole kind of, you know, Roswell and Bullwell thing running with them and they're kind of retweeting all over the place. They've kind of reproduced our video uh, on one of their pages oh, and, and other people are picking up on it and retweeting it as well. So it's like somehow <laughs> we've got, we've got a meme on the loose without ever having kind of intended to create one. Wow. Uh, and that's useful at a local level. And then Twitter is, I've kind of never quite got the hang of Twitter and uh, we're starting to get there. We were kind of underdoing it to start off with. So I kind of started to think, no, let's let's kind of be a bit more ambitious. So I started beating the drum a bit more, but, you know, trying, you know, making contact with more people. And I got some, again, some fantastic results. Some some people were really kind and retweeted stuff straight away, and 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 so forth. And then I got a message uh, from Twitter saying that the account had been suspended. Because what? we'd been abusing it, right? <laughs> like, uh, which was I didn't even know this could happen. You can threaten to rape people, and, and pretty much nothing happens. But if you if you kind of suggest that they might want to give some money to fund a short science fiction film, you're in big trouble. So, tell me, you know, let's look at value systems here. Uh, but however, the suspension only lasted one hour. And it was really useful because it was kind of a Goldilocks experience. We, we'd found out what it was like to kind of not do Twitter enough. Then we found out what it was like to do Twitter too much. And now I think we're comfortable, you know, finding that spot that's just somewhere in the middle. See, I would have said I don't think you can overuse Twitter because it all goes by <laughs> so quickly. Um, yeah, I mean, I, that, that's kind of what I thought. But uh, but 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 <laughs> I'm I'm the one who knows what it's like to be suspended now. <laughs> fair enough. I I did have uh, personally suffered a twelve hour Facebook ban recently. So uh, <laughs> what did you do? It's a bit. It was silly, really, but I I took a. You're familiar with the the food product faggots. I kind of think this. I know where this is going. Does I, it involve faggots and brains? It, it, I merely took a picture of brains faggots in the <laughs> freezer cabinet at Asda <laughs> with the caption faggots and posted that on Facebook, and that that got me a twelve hour ban. <laughs> and this this yeah on a, on a serious note we, yeah we are now living in a world where david cameron plans to uh restrict our our god-given access to pornography well that's the kind of headline news but do you know what he's actually doing at the same time he's planning to do a kind of checkbox system where the default setting is that you do not have access to pornography but also forums and a number of other stuff including what they call esoteric stuff now esoteric is is sounds kind of quite mysterious and suggests uh you know sort of satanists and covens and whatnot but actually my my strong suspicion is is where this is headed is pharmaceutical companies uh wanting to stop people having access to some of the uh, alternative approaches that are available out there Oh, there's no doubt we'll have one of the most, if not the most, censored internet system in the world, rivaled mainly by North Korea. That, yeah, that absolutely. sort of level. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm still at the point with it where I sort of think, well, tell them to turn it off then. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. You know, it's, it's, they're not saying you can't have this. They're just saying it's blocked by default. And yeah. e e even were they to be saying you can't have this, I'd, you know, while I understand that would be a 
very bad thing and enough to stop a lot of people. They told me I couldn't have the Pirate Bay ones, and uh, I beg to differ. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. It, it's it, but it's a ludicrous thing they're trying. It absolutely is, uh, and it, it won't do anything to help anybody. I'm personally in a bit of a week where people, I I'm being frustrated by news events and people saying the wrong things to the wrong people and not well, really we, agreeing yeah, we, with all kinds of things about it. We're living in a world where, yeah, just was it this week that someone who just happened to search for some information on. Uh, pressure cookers got visited by the FBI and a SWAT team. <laughs> yes. Like, come on, <laughs> just in case they well, plan to commit some sort of evil act of uh, of, of curry. Yes, we we actually terrorism. We yeah. we I think we covered this on Take It or Leave It. Um, it was they did a search for pressure cookers and backpacks, and it was it was done at work, and it was somebody at work that reported them. It was, oh, and that will get those slow-cooking, hiking bastards, if ever anything it, does. It certainly will. It certainly will. But apparently they turn up to hundreds of those a year. <laughs> um, that was just one you happened to hear about. And nothing happened to these people. They just got a visit and yeah. people sighing and going, really, this is what this is my job. Because yeah. in those cases, I don't think that's any more rewarding for the FBI guys that turn up than it is for the people whose house they turn up at. Well, no, they're they're yeah, they're looking for Hannibal Lecter and yeah. the Jodie Foster case, which is going to get them the film deal, basically. Exactly, and I, I I give them the benefit of the doubt and think that they maybe join the FBI to try and improve their country, and all they do is get sent out on these wastes of everybody's time. Um, we're way off base here. Don't get me oh, into politics we, and stuff. Yeah, we need to get banned for something. Yeah, exactly. Um, where were we then? Um. I think you'll like working with Tristan if you've never worked he's, he's, with him no, before. He's a, he's a very good chap, and we've uh, we've had some uh, we've had some fine meetings uh, over at Antenna in Nottingham, which is a great kind of resource. Uh, it's a kind of what would you call Antenna? It's a it's a kind of creative entrepreneurial hub, which means. Um, which means we get to have a, a cheap coffee in somewhere they play decent music, and you get a comfortable chair, there. right? which is rather better than the, the kind of bear pit which I live in. <laughs> I must admit, I, w- I wish there was something similar nearby. Um, but that's the problem with living in a small village in Yorkshire, I suppose. Well, As opposed to an actual city it. where there are other people. I'm the yeah. cultural hub around here. It's depressing. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah. But you're finding the experience with Kickstarter straightforward. I, I must admit, I think I tried to start one and gave up almost immediately purely based on what you're greeted with with that that form yeah well i mean fortunately i i run on insane amounts of optimism and if you kind of put that together uh with you know with me and tristan to sort of yeah support each other um yeah so that we can shed spread spread the workload then um it kind of works and Fortunately, again, I mean, I, I know a lot of talented people who could support us with some amazing rewards, and um, I'm very, very proud of what we've done there. And, and the intention was to, to sort of find, you know, rewards that really would please, you know, someone in, in any in any geek family, shall mm-hmm. we say. So you've got an EP 
which contains three versions of the jazz standard My Funny Valentine. There's kind of an unaccompanied version uh, by Sidi, who is also a very accomplished singer. And then there's two kind of remixes of it as well. So you've kind of got some sort of jazz and electronica thing going on there. Uh, We've got a downloadable poster created by... Uh, the artist Bob Molesworth, who's doing some really excellent work on comics at this point. He's kind of quite early in his career, starting to establish a really good reputation, and his work is, you know, just really, really, really strong. Yeah. Uh, we've got um, what else have we got? We've got we've got a whole range of stuff there. We, we you know, and we're also doing things like um, a a kind of making of book, which people start to access for free once well not kind of for free but you, you don't have to explicitly pay for it it's just that once we hit uh sort of six or seven thousand pounds i think it is then that's the point at which you kind of unlock the pdf version of that book which will be beautifully designed we had a meeting about that the other day right with a guy called andy tudor who's going to be the designer who i've worked with extensively over uh, over the last few years and you know, there's more. There's a there's a, an artist I know who is a very good friend whose work is owned by the Queen and is oh. in the Tate, and she's agreed to do a, a series of unique mixed media pieces at a fraction of the price that they would normally go for commercially. Uh, so they're, yeah, they're kind of it kind of ties in conceptually with what we're doing, and also happens to be a fantastic investment opportunity. Well, I, it sounds spectacular, and I wish you every bit of luck with it. Not that I think you need luck at all. Uh, that sounds a bit much, but this this whole project is is quite impressive, and I, I well, look like forward say, to seeing it. Yeah, we've we've got, we've got a fantastic team of people together. It's an absolute pleasure to be working with them, and I think one of the things I'm really appreciating on this particular project is because we've got a kind of the gestation period, we've been able to kind of shape things between us. So um, I can't go into detail really, but we did we did a rehearsal on Skype. Uh, again, you know how, how social media is useful these days. We, we've got a, you know uh, one an actress in Germany, an actor in London, and me and Tristan in Nottingham, and we did a rehearsal on Skype. Wow, <laughs> and, uh, it was great and. There was a, a suggestion that Sidi uh, had made about how to approach uh, the script, which, yeah, it might have worked, it might not have worked, and we tried it, and it just knocked us knocked our socks off. And so we've now con- gone for that kind of particular approach, which only happened because, yeah, we've had time to kind of, yeah, we, we kind of, we're in communication with one another, and Skype allowed that uh, that kind of informal planning to happen, which you don't always get on, you know, something that's kind of more more planned and more rigid. Yeah, this is this feels more kind of organic, and we're kind of growing this thing and shaping it together in in, in a really lovely way. As much as I hate Skype, it does allow some otherwise impossible creative projects to take place. Absolutely, well, at least this. Know, exactly. <laughs> Here we are doing this over Skype. It, it yeah. still drives me nuts as a program, but I, I've just yeah. learned to live with it, and it allows a lot to happen. Yeah. Um, well, then, is, is there anything else you'd like to talk about, or anything? Well, at all? let me see. Um, 
I, yeah, I must ask you, when, you, when you're with Tristan, will you do me a favour and bug him to come back on mo- movies you should see? Okay, I shall do that when I next see him. Because I think <laughs> he's at the point where if I bug him about it again, he's just going to actually stop talking to me. Uh, okay, so I can kind of get to be your, your proxy bugger. Yes. Is that right? Am I that, allowed to say a proxy bugger? It's a bit odd, but you can say that. <laughs> and of course, you're welcome to come back on yourself at some point. I'd very much like that. I really would. Really would. We, we have a Facebook group now. for uh, the, we, we changed how we're doing it because we're having different people on every week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we just have a Facebook group for people who would like to be on it. And we ah. uh, set a set a potential time. I don't know why I'm telling you this now. I'll send you an email. No, that's, hey, that sounds good. Um, and it's, you can uh, always fix it in post. Exactly. Exactly. So, well, thank you for talking to me today, Adrian. It's been great chatting again. Well, thank you so much. And, uh, yeah, say hi to Alison as well. I will do. She's downstairs injured from work. Uh, yeah, I, I, oh dear, I've seen and heard. I, I, know, I know too much. <laughs> exactly. I think <laughs> wish, we've all... wish, wish her well. <laughs> yes, <laughs> will do. Well, yeah. thank you for that then. And uh, I'll speak to you again soon and see how you're going with the project. Thank you so much, uh, Rich. Bye. Bye-bye.